When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Boland. And we've got another, um, I guess you call it a, a rumor, really. Yeah, this is, a, you know, we did that Urban Legends podcast two-parter earlier. Yes. Uh, this is kind of like a, um, it's kind of like another Urban Legend. I or guess. It's old a, Wives Tale. Yeah, it's a follow-up, I suppose. Right. I mean, um, it's something that you've probably heard of in the past, but uh, maybe weren't quite sure about it. I, some people, you know, with the... The birth of the internet. And, right. And, uh, because this has been around for a long, long time. Oh, so, yeah. You know, without the internet around, a lot of people had trouble really digging into this one, finding out if this is true or false. Mm. And, uh, and recently, you know, we, we, we know a little better now. Uh, yeah. May I paint the scene a little bit? Of course. Okay. So there's a, uh, let's see, there's a guy and, um, we'll name him. Noel, not our super producer, Noel. And Noel, don't get mad at me for using your name in the example. Just a pure coincidence. Just a pure coincidence, Noel Q. Public, whatever. And uh, Noel Q. Public, for one reason or another, needs revenge on someone who owns a car. And he thinks about all of the things you can do to mess up someone's car. Pop the tires, steal the antenna in a different time, key it. Key the paint, a little paint stripper on there, slap some baloney on that car. Yeah, I'm so glad you said baloney. But then there's one, which is uh, one of the most popular rumored car pranks. And that, my friend, is putting sugar in the gas tank. Yeah, that's something I think a lot of us have heard about. I mean, I've, I've heard about this for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we've seen it in movies even. Yep. Um, I think, cartoons, yeah, cartoons too. Cartoons, yeah, you'll see it appear a lot of different places that, you know, this is a, a way that if you have a grudge or you have some type of uh, disagreement with somebody, and for whatever reason you want to, you know, mm-hmm. get back at them through their vehicle, you decide that putting sugar in the gas tank is the way to do it because it will destroy their engine. I mean, this is big time vandalism really right yeah and when it happens in tv or film then the car's a total loss right so so here's the question scott if noel q public decides to take his nefarious revenge by putting sugar in a gas tank is it gonna work is it gonna work that's the big question for today right should we just outright tell him 
Uh, yeah, let's tell them, but uh, let's tell them why. Too. Okay, we'll tell them why, but uh, but this, then this will not work. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. This is a false rumor, and it's been around a long, long time. I mean, decades yeah. this thing has been around. Oh, it's very old. And uh, there's someone who actually put a scientific end to this in about 1994 that I do want to talk about, but um, basically the idea is that and, and the thought be, the thought process behind this whole thing is that you put sugar in the gas tank, mm-hmm. it dissolves in the gas, the gas then gets pumped through the engine, you know, through the lines, through the filters, through the engine, everything, and it becomes like this uh, this gooey, sticky mess. Kind of right? like, like a paste. Yeah, paste, I guess, uh, or maybe even a little thinner because it still has to burn for a while. But then when the car shuts off, that's when it gets to the paste form that you're talking about. And yeah. It, and the thought is that it turns into almost like a uh, like a hard candy that mm-hmm. is now somehow adhered to the inside of the engine everywhere that you can imagine. Just and it's, clogging the arteries. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's a, it's just a huge, huge mess that you're never going to be able to get out of there, and mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a complete loss for the engine, right? Yeah. Um, the, but the thing is, sugar will not dissolve in gasoline. Aha, right, yeah. So um, this means that pouring sand in would have about the same effect. Now, this isn't to say that it's good for your car by any means, mm-hmm. because... Then, of course, we're talking about the gas filter, and it could clog that up. Ah, yes. And I've seen recently, I've been watching a few videos online yeah. about this type of stuff, you know, seeing if this whole thing is true or not. And, you know, some people that will still, they'll swear that it, that it's still true. It can still happen. But what happens is it remains granular, and it stays in the bottom of the gas tank, or it gets filtered through the lines, and then it ends up in the filters, like you mentioned, the mm-hmm. fuel filter, where it could, yeah. could get all the way to the up to the engine, which is big trouble as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets up to the uh, to the fuel injectors, and that's when it does cause some trouble. So it can cause a car to stop running, but it doesn't cause quite the mess that you're thinking of. I mean, and there's a way around this. I've watched some mechanics online tackle this type of thing. That you know, I don't know if they set this up in their own kind of junkyard situation with an old car or what. Because yeah, it, you know, the way that the guy online that I watched was was dealing with this. You know, he was. I don't think it was a customer's car. I think it was maybe a car that he was just kind of experimenting with, mm-hmm. uh, one that he had laying around, kind of an older vehicle. Just a clunker. Maybe. Um, but anyways, it was uh, it was an, enough sugar that it collected in the bottom of the gas tank, and it stayed in the bottom of the gas tank. So that means there was a lot of sugar in there to begin with. Because if you just pour in a little bit, um, you know what you're going to end up with is a, like a clog filter. You change that a few fuel filter. You change that a few times, right. and you're pretty much done with the problem. If you pour in a lot of sugar into a fuel tank, then yeah, some of it gets through the filter into the fuel pump, and that's where it gets really nasty. Exactly, because there's a filter in the tank, and there's a filter. Then it goes through the lines, and then there's a filter closer to the engine. That's another fuel filter in within the line, an yeah. inline filter, and then beyond that is the fuel injectors. So it's being filtered twice before it gets to the fuel injectors. If it makes it through all those, like if it gets like completely clogged up and it bypasses the fuel filter, then that's trouble because it does get to the injectors and it does clog things up and that will cause your car to run bad Ooh. or stop even. So, and the car that he had, um, you know, decided to try this on or, or maybe it was a customer's car. I don't know what happened there, but, uh, he had even cut open the fuel filter and you could see it inside there. You could see the white granules. They just were yeah. not dissolving. And, that goes back to uh, the Snopes article because, you know, we go to Snopes for some of this stuff, you know, these uh, these urban legend type things a lot. Right. Um, they do a lot of research. And it turns out that in 1994, which I mentioned earlier, mm. a researcher at Berkeley confirmed uh, that, um, well, that sugar does not dissolve in gasoline. And did the, he did this. Um, this is a forensic professor. His name is John Thornton, by the way. Uh-huh. And what he did was he took um, sucrose and he mixed it with the radioactive carbon atoms and... Uh, Mixed that with gasoline, and he spun this whole uh, concoction in a, in a centrifuge, 
And then after the undissolved particles were removed, the liquid's radiation level was measured and determined to uh, to show, you know, just how much uh, that radiation remained in those granules, I guess. Yeah. And the answer was extremely little. There was a, the equivalent of something like less than a, ta- a teaspoonful per 15 gallons of fuel that was actually dissolved. So it's very, very small. And this is after, you know, being in a centrifuge and being mixed around. Sure. That's not the conditions you have in your car. When someone pours it in, it basically just gets filtered out, and that's it. Right. Now, there is something else here that could happen. Now, it all goes back to, as we say, the amount of sugar poured into the tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some interesting stuff that comes to us from uh, Click and Clack or Tom and Ray over there at Car Talk. Um, When they tackled this, they talk about uh, how you how much it could cost to fix it if there's so much sugar that's in the tank, right? Mm-hmm. And then the solution is that your car's not ruined. You just have to drop the tank and literally clean out the sugar. Yeah, that's right. And that's what this mechanic that I saw online yeah. was doing. He was actually dropping the tank, and he had to have it steam cleaned, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, because, you know, I mean, how else are you going to really get it all out of there? I yeah. Mean, what are you going to put in there and swish around and, and dump yeah. it out? Hope for the best, I guess. So you do have to, to drop the tank, and you have to have it steam clean and, and make sure that's all taken care of, and then you have to have the lines flushed and replace the filter. And it sounds like a big deal, but the cost to do all that is really maybe only a couple hundred bucks. And I say a couple hundred, that's expensive for somebody who wasn't expecting a bill, right. obviously, yeah. but it's not a complete engine replacement like what we were talking about. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Speaking of education, Scott, we are back to sugar in the gas tank. We know that it doesn't 
do the uh, irreparable cataclysmic damage that some people wish it would do, or maybe catastrophic. Yeah, better. isn't that something? Can I just take just yeah. a moment? I just one quick little side thing because I want to get to uh, some MythBusters stuff. Oh, good. That uh, you know that kind of ties in with this. Well, actually, ties in perfectly with this, and I, I think I want to wrap up with that. But my first thing that I want to talk about here is is car vandalism in general. I've never ever understood why somebody would take out aggression on somebody's vehicle. I've never, ever in my life been so mad at somebody that I would key their car, I would, you know, flatten a tire, mm-hmm. I would do anything like that. I just can't get it. I don't understand why someone would smash a windshield, break a headlight, right, whatever. Right. Whatever it happens to be. I just don't understand taking out your anger on an inanimate object. I mean, I understand that it causes the other person pain. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I've never, ever been that angry to, to be able to do something like that. I just can't, I can't get my, my head wrapped around that. Well, you know, I'll be honest with you. There are, uh, I went through, like a lot of kids, a uh, pranking period, right, mm-hmm. in my youth. But we were more, you know, toilet paper on the trees, yeah. stuff like that. Exactly. Uh, we, we, the thing that gets me with the uh, car stuff, I could only see vandalizing a vehicle if there was a reason for it. Like if you know somebody's going to chase you and their tires need to not be working. Oh, I see. This is the old action movie thing where you shoot out the two rear tires of the vehicle. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's just like, it's just like hunting. Uh, do it for a purpose. Um, I'm not at all condoning vandalism, but, um, I, I, I think that is a little bit different. I'm talking more of an action movie thing. There is some stuff that I've always wanted to try, particularly baloney on cars. But there's nobody that I have enough beef with to put baloney on their car. Ah, good one, Ben. Like the I like the puns. All right, but listen, I can I can understand wanting to try something out just to see if it works, right? Sure. Which I is mean, what those mechanics are. Yeah, doing. to see how like well, how does paint stripper on a car work? I mean, does it really work as effective as you think it does? And it it does. I've been using that recently. That is true. And uh, I mean, on my own car, not on the uh, Newport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, for good purposes, not evil. And uh, the baloney thing, I can see that working. You know, I, I think there have been some, you know, online videos of people who have tried this to see if it really does work yeah. or not. And I think it does. I think there's um, like an acidity level that does eat through the top layers of paint or the, at least the gel coat or whatever. It does. I've seen it. It depends a little bit on the paint, too. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. I think some of the modern paints may be a little more resistant to mm-hmm. baloney than some of the older paints would be. But, but you're still saying the point remains the same. You don't understand why somebody would say, I'm mad at you. I'm going to key your car. No, no. And, okay, here's. A, a small example of this. Now, okay. I mean, I can understand somebody um, playing a little prank on somebody. Like I've seen uh, some kids when I was a caddy, like a long, long time ago. When mm-hmm. I was first, you know, my first job was being, a, I was a caddy. And the caddy master was up, you know, at the clubhouse and we were down in the caddy shack. And, you know, some, some kids decided that it would be funny to put um, uh, a little pebble inside the, the, uh, the cap that screws onto the tire of the caddy master's golf cart. And what happens is it creates a slow leak. So at some point during that day, it's going to be completely flat. <laughs> and But it's slow enough that you don't hear it. You don't right. see it. There's no, You're not really doing any damage. Devious. You have to get it pumped up. But it is. I mean, it's kind of a funny thing. But also, like, okay, then he's stuck with a flat tire somewhere yeah. you know, between the clubhouse and the Caddyshack. And is that funny? Uh, maybe it was at the time. But, I mean, I wouldn't do it. So, I wouldn't do something like that now. It's just kind of mean when you look back at it. And well, I how was your Caddy Master? Was he cool? Uh, one was, one wasn't. Uh, well, I hope it was the one who was not cool. I, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think it was. As a matter of fact, I think it was a, a well-known, not cool caddy master. He did, uh, you know, there's a fair argument to be made there about whether he did it to himself. <laughs> okay. 
Which <laughs> all right, I see which side of the not fence every, you're on. Okay, not everybody will agree with me, and that is fine. But we do need to. We are digressing a little bit when it goes to this prank. Of course, uh, why would you do this? It's kind of nice to think that the same person who would impulsively put sugar in a gas tank is probably not the person who would do their research to realize it's ineffective. However, in an earlier time, if that sugar made it to a carburetor then it did a heck of a lot of damage because a carburetor is trash once sugar gets in there. Well, yeah, because that's granular. I mean, it can withstand larger objects. Like, I think somebody has put a penny into a carburetor before right. to see what happens. And that's not large enough. I'm sorry, that's too large to be drawn through. But something that's granular like sugar. Or sand. Or yeah. sand or anything like that. I mean, that would, uh, or little tiny pieces of gravel or whatever it would happen to be, that would yeah. cause a lot of trouble. So, yeah, I could see there being some issues with that. Uh, there's another thing that I, that I hesitate to mention, but will only mention because we have very reasonable listeners who will surely never do this. Yes. And that is that if you really want to mess up somebody's car by putting something in the gas tank, water is going to do a heck of a lot more than sugar ever will. That's how I always, uh, I just top off my rental cars with water. Is that wrong? Well, I always thought it was a revenge thing. That's why I was so cool with you doing it. Oh, no, I just get mine up to the full level and then turn, trade it in, and then whatever happens. happens. Uh, did Clark Howard tell you to do that? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. And, and honestly, again, we're, we're counting on you guys being you know cool about this. Please don't do it. But we're just yeah, telling you that if it. you did do that, that would cause some damage because, well, gasoline floats on top of water. Uh-huh. So water would sink to the bottom of the tank. And then you know the pickup for the uh, for the fuel line for the fuel line is down at the very bottom of the tank or near the bottom of the tank, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course it's going to start drawing in water at some point, and uh, and that's going to be bad news for your engine. Bad news is an understatement. Yeah, I mean, it water, won't do what sugar cannot. <laughs> exactly, it doesn't. Uh, you can't you can't burn that, so you know what's going to happen. It doesn't compress either, yeah. so uh, you'll you'll quickly find out what happens there. That's bad bad news. Yeah, um, and also. Don't, don't do it in addition to it being bad news. As a matter of fact, don't put sugar in there either because it's still, it's not going to be funny, you guys, if someone says, did you put sugar in my gas tank? You go, yeah, hey, but don't worry, Scott and Ben said it won't you mess it up. You know what? At the end of the Snopes article, this is, and this isn't the last thing here because I yeah, got yeah. one last thing with yeah, the yeah. Mythbusters, but the, the Snopes article at the very end says, you know what's an even funnier prank than actually putting, putting sugar into the, into the <laughs> tank? Did you read this? If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, uh, I've got it right here. Okay. Uh, Play on the belief rather than the reality. Just sprinkle a fair amount of sugar on the ground beneath the opening to the fuel tank of your victim's car. Leave an empty sugar sack sack in a conspicuous spot near the vehicle. Then sit back and watch your victim go wild. Yeah, sit back and watch the fun, right? Yeah, it's a little bit of psychological. I guess it would be. There. Now, do you think somebody would be observant enough to figure out what's going on there? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I think you'd need a big pile of sugar or the empty bag. I think you definitely would. And then also you have to be nearby to tell the person, you know, when it's all over, you know, I was just kidding. Didn't put anything in there. You know, that's, it was just a big prank. That's what you would do, you mean. Oh, well, that's right, because otherwise they're going to go through the expense of having the tank dropped and, and checked and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and it's going to be a big, big mess. It's going to be costly, right? Because they might have, might involve a towing a vehicle. Sure. Uh, this could be, there could be a lot of problems with this. And you know, I, this sounds so grown up. This is probably the most mature thing I have to say about this subject. I don't know what the legality of that is. Like, is there a legality for, uh, prank fraud? I don't know. I, I feel kind of the same way. Like we're, you know, these are funny things when you're younger, but when you're older, older guys like us, Ben, I mean, not that we're that oh, old or anything, on. but, uh, I don't know. It's, it gets a little more serious. I see nothing. If somebody is, if, okay, I'm a little bit more of a vigilante than you are perhaps, Maybe. but if, but if I feel that it is appropriate and moral, then I have no problem with, uh, playing mind games with someone and making them think that their car is messed up. Okay, understood. Uh, I promise I won't do it to you. Okay. Uh, we have one last thing, is that correct? Yeah, I think so. I mean, and this is uh, this comes from Mythbusters, and it, it's from a long time ago. This is episode 15 of Mythbusters. Mythbusters. I'm having a hard time saying Mythbusters Mythbusters, today. it's yeah, tough. Yeah, but um, it, it comes from July 27th of 2004, and you can look this wow. episode up online. And uh, along with this, you know, it, this one is just called Car Capers and Scuba Diver. Now, the scuba diver thing, we don't really need to go into, but this is the one with uh, the scuba diver being sucked up by the firefighting helicopter, you know, and then drop, <laughs> oh, dropped yeah, into a, an uh, area with uh, a forest fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and they bust that myth as well. But then there's a bunch of other car myths that are busted along the way, along with the whole sugar thing. And they say something really interesting here that I think we need to get to. What's um, that? So, well, I'll tell you about the sugar uh, first, as a matter of fact. How about that? Okay. Um, they actually busted this myth, of course, you know, that, that would it destroy the engine. 
but they said the engine ran even better than it did without the sugar. So adding this additive, sugar is an additive to the engine, actually somehow helped it, they said? That's what they said, but I don't get this. It seems uh, like it seems like if they ran it long enough and then shut it off and then tried to start it again, that might be the problem. Or maybe there wasn't enough sugar in there, or it was just an... I, I don't know, I'm going to have to really yeah. know, go over this and watch this episode and figure out why, because they're pretty thorough about stuff. Uh-huh. I wonder why they said it ran better. There's no way that it was an additive, that it created a better um, operating environment for that engine. It's it's No, I... Th- I think that there might be something of, uh, there might be a missing variable there, which would be over time. Cause as you said, stopping, starting again. I don't, I, I would wanna, I haven't seen that, so I would wanna see what they use to measure the performance. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I, it's a strange, you know, conclusion. I mean, but oh, they, they busted the myth, of course. You know, here's what it could be. What if, okay, so what if they have the engine and they put the sugar in while the engine's cold and then, um, well, they run the engine while it's cold first as a control without the sugar, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And they stop, and then they put the sugar in and try again, but the engine's already warmed up, so maybe it appears to be performing better. Could I don't be. Know. I don't. Yeah, that could be. So it's uh, it's actually running better because the engine itself is running better, right? With or without the sugar. Yeah, I don't know. I That's don't speculation, know. but that is fascinating. That's a strange one, anyways. But they did a few other things, and I'll just mention them quickly yeah, yeah. here, and then we're then we're done. But um, they mentioned plugging the tailpipe of the car with objects that the engine would be destroyed. That was busted. Everything just gets shot right out of the tailpipe quickly. Uh, bullet through the fuel tank of a car will explode it. That's also busted. I think we talked about that. Uh-huh. Uh, that doesn't happen unless. You maybe shoot it with a tracer round, which is a very unique situation, and, and that, that probably wouldn't happen. Um, car door can protect you from bullets in a shootout. That's busted. Does not protect you from bullets. I mean, in a standard vehicle, not in not right, a, not in the presidential vehicle, limo or something. Yeah, car engine destroyed when liquid drain cleaner is put into the fuel tank. That's busted. The engine still ran. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. Um, oh, the car engine itself will be destroyed when bleach is put into the fuel tank. That's actually plausible. Bleach, I think, uh, caused a lot of trouble. It caused a lot of rusting within mm. the engine. I mean, I think overnight it rusted the tank completely. Yeah. So that was bad news. Um, mothballs to the fuel tank of the car will increase its horsepower. That's actually possible. Now, I don't get this one either. I mean, what? Yeah, something about the car started uh, sputtering, and uh, then it, and then it. Oh, get this! It sounded more powerful. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. But. You know what? That sounds a little bit like the uh, the old sawdust trick that they would do to Okies. I guess. I mean, I mean, it's weird. I mean, maybe because it was sputtering, it was running a little rougher, and it sounded tougher, sounded more aggressive. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. I mean, as far as performance goes, that doesn't increase horsepower. No, that just it's just ornamental. All right. Well, there's some other ones like the okay. radiator. If, uh, if cola can be used as a substitute for coolant. No. Plausible. What? Yeah, possible, but it may cause damage in the long run. Yeah. Uh, if there's a leak in the radiator, cracking an egg into the radiator will plug the hole. Plausible. We've talked about that one. Yeah, we did. And actually, uh, pepper as well. Yeah, pepper and and an egg, and that that actually does work. They said just it, put uh, brunch in your radiator. Yeah, raw raw egg put in there. <laughs> brunch. That's right. Little bacon. Yeah. Little quiche. Whatever. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then a piece of metal. Oh yeah, here we go. Piece of metal can destroy a car engine when it falls into the carburetor. Uh, that myth was actually busted because they dropped a penny in, uh, but the engine still ran. Now, that's what we talked about. That's what we're talking about. Not it was too enough. big to draw in. Yeah, right? it couldn't go through the nozzles. Yeah. It just wouldn't make it through. So, anyways, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that, um, you know, they go over in that episode. So, if you get a chance, look at, uh, look at Mythbusters episode 15 from 2004. And that will not only point you in the right direction on the sugar in the fuel tank thing, yeah. but it'll tell you a lot of other car myths that are out there that, you know, are 
possible, some aren't possible. Wow. Hey, quick sidebar before we go to listener mail, Scott. Yeah. 2004, um, I was living in Central America at that time. Were you really? Yeah. What, like, what were, what were you doing? We were living very different lives. 2004. Let's see. I was working, uh, I might have been working for General Motors, uh, Raytheon as a, uh, as a service writer at that time. I was, I was writing programs for service technicians that were like, you know, hour and a half, two hour long live shows every other week or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very different, different lives. You were in Guatemala. Yeah. Yeah. Good memory. Right. Yeah. In the uh, chicken buses, right? I was. Yeah. I was indeed. You got some great stories from <laughs> Guatemala. Buses. You've got some great stories from, I, I, I wonder sometimes if our listeners know just how much experience you have had in the automotive world. One day we're going to have to do a, a How Scott Benjamin Works episode, but for now, Let's do some listener mail. What do you say? Sounds good. All right, Scott, this is listener mail from Facebook. We got a Facebook message from our buddy Tim R. And Tim says, hey, guys, I'm addicted to listening to you guys on my commute. My daily driver is a 94 BMW 325iS. Very nice. Very nice. But I also ride a 1980 Vespa scooter named Lil Pepe. And with a few mods I've made, it tops out around 70 miles per hour. So no more slow scooter jokes, please. 70 miles per hour on a Vespa? Yeah, he's got mods, though. That's, uh, that's pretty insane. Yeah, I uh, didn't say which mods they were. I'll, I'll hope to learn more later. Hmm. Um, so, Tim, you went on to say, I love your historical podcast. Thoroughly enjoyed your recent series on Tucker. My suggestion for you is some podcasts on some of the racers, such as Tazio Nuvolari, Juan Manuel Fangio, uh, Jackie Stewart, and Ayrton Senna, to name a few. Now, uh, we did, we mentioned Jackie Stewart and Ayrton Senna, right? Oh, yeah. 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 They, they get uh, mentioned quite often. Here. Right, right. But I don't think we've looked at the uh, the first two guys. Not a full uh, episode either. Not Tazio or Juan. And we haven't done a full episode on any of these. Uh, if you felt like throwing some motorcycling greats into the mix, that'd be awesome, such as Mike Hallwood or Giacomo Agostini. Keep up the good work. And that's from Tim in Monterey, California. Well, thank you, Tim. And that is really cool that you got a Vespa that will do 70 miles per hour. I know. I want to know more about the mods, so I'm going to write back to Tim. Um, I don't I don't know when you'll hear this episode, but we'd love to hear uh, what you've done with your Vespa to get it up there. And and if you if you send us that, then I promise, for at least my part, I will no longer make slow scooter jokes. Yeah, that's yeah. our deal. And you know what? The thing is, though, Vespa still is only legal in cert on certain roads. So even though his will make it up to seventy, he still can't take it out on the freeway. So he can't get caught taking it out on the freeway. Oh, I understand. I see what you're saying. Oh man, I'm turning into a criminal as this episode goes on. That's <laughs> all right. We all understand. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna head out. We hope you enjoyed our look at the truth behind sugar and the gas tank stories. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, Scott and I run a little website that's, uh, you sh- may have heard of it. It's Knockdown Drag Out Awesome. It is called carstuffshow.com. And if you have some suggestions or some listener mail, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. 
Get tickets now. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.